This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Welcome once again to The Waiting Room, a Quantum Leap podcast. Looking back at a show that Benny and I, the two of us, absolutely adore from many, many moons ago, one episode at a time. We fought in order, but it seems to have glitched a little bit about that. But we'll talk about that at the end of this week's episode, because it's, it's something that's pissed Benny off quite a bit. And speaking of Benny, here he is, full of cold, coughing his guts up, but still sat there to come and talk some Quantum Leap with me. How are you doing, Benny? Uh, aside from the uh, cold, I'm better than I was. Aside from the cold, mate, I'm all right. Uh, so I apologise if there's any sniffing or coughing going on. I will try to mute my mic as it goes. Um, but yeah, we're back uh, recording and uh, talking about some Quantum Leap. So... Uh, we will get there eventually. <laughs> yes, yes. Apologies to everyone uh, who was waiting upon an episode last week. Real life got in the way a few times, caused a bit of an issue. But we are back this week and we are looking at the season two, episode seven, entitled Thou Shalt Not. Now, when we discussed this at the end of the last episode of The Waiting Room, Benny, when we had Sam do the little, I suppose, trailer for the following week's episode, I guess. And yep. he leaps into the rabbi there and so on. I remember saying to you that I remember absolutely nothing about this episode. Uh, and I was looking forward to it because it was something, if the, in theory, it felt completely new because I don't remember anything about it at all. Uh, and I, I remember you didn't really recall a great deal yourself either, did you? Uh, not a great deal like at all. Uh, to be honest, normally I have something in the back of my mind. Like, oh yeah, that's when they do maybe a scene or a particular part of the story i will remember in this particular case i um i remember there's something about an affair being in it but that was when i literally started the episode within about two minutes in that was the first sort of memory of going okay i think this is where somebody maybe has an affair and that's about it and i couldn't remember who why or who the essentially the bad guy for lack of a better way of saying it who who that person was and weirdly because i didn't remember it it wasn't until he was revealed i was like oh it's him so it was actually quite nice to have a an episode where you're not going i remember like i don't know normally we remember what 80 75 percent of it uh in this yeah, case yeah I remembered probably about 5% of it. So it was nice to sort of relive it, but um, <laughs> forgetting it, I guess, <laughs> is See, the best way to it. I, th- I think you're spot on there because it is nice, isn't it? When you sort of watch an episode that maybe you ha- isn't on the normal, I suppose, replay list because everyone has their favorites that they go back and watch again and again, I suppose. And this one here is 
it, it ticks the same boxes for me as it does uh, as it seems to for for yourself in that i couldn't remember anything about it but then when the season started after a few minutes quite similar to how you just explained your own experience i remember it being about a potential affair as you mentioned yourself but that was literally it i couldn't remember anything else about this episode and even the description I mean, i'm watching this via the sci-fi channel on my cable box it's got a season link set up and it's recording quantum leap for yeah. i got the dvds as well thankfully as we're going to come to shortly but uh, the the description on the virgin media box about the episode mentioned a couple of things and even that didn't jog my memory so it was quite a quite a unique i suppose quite a unique aspect quite a unique quite a unique viewpoint for me watching this episode back almost completely blank-minded about it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It, like, I mean, when we saw the trailer drop, in a sense of the, the cliffhanger at the end of the last episode, you kind of go, oh yeah, rabbi. But then my brain yeah. was like, okay, I remember the rabbi, but w- what happens in this story? Like, And there's a lot going on in this story that's not as intense as other stories have been, um, and actually dealing with quite a lot of, not only you know potential infidelity, but like, the loss of a child in this is really like a good story. Like I, I like I said, uh, we've already said completely like apart from him being the rabbi. Oh yeah, the rabbi. And I literally, my brain went. It's like somebody's used the Men in Black uh, gun on me to so I uh, don't remember it. I guess apart from like, <laughs> maybe deja vu feelings from it rather than fully remembering the episode. Yeah, no, I, I, I get you. I get you. One of the reasons we've both said that we love Quantum Leap is not just because of of the relationship between Sam and Al and and the whole time traveling aspect and and all the stuff that you would imagine people would love this show for. It is because of the, I suppose, the deeper subject matters that the show covers, uh, such as we've seen racism, we've seen sexism, we've seen all sorts of various issues yeah. already, and we're only sort of half, well, not even halfway into season two. We've already seen a great deal covered. This here, uh, infidelity and, and the loss of a child and so on, is really hard-hitting, deep, uh, I suppose, deep subject matters. However, I'm going to be honest with you now, I didn't enjoy this. The story or the episode? Or both? <laughs> well, I, I, didn't en- I didn't enjoy this episode in the slightest, really. It's... Um, it's a, it's a, the, the death of the child aspect is the one that gets me, I suppose. It's obviously, it's quite a, a, a dark, sad subject matter. Of course, it is. Of course, yeah. And I think that took my enjoyment away, but maybe it got a bit too real for me, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. It's just, I was just going to say, just, um, literally a case of, like I said, I've already said, like, I remembered, like, I remembered the affair more than I did the death of the child. And it wasn't until mm. Sam was playing the guitar in the episode. I went, Oh, I think it was around the guitar bit or maybe just before. Cause the way the girl reacts to the, the young, the young, you know, the young uh, sister, um, she, the way she reacts to Sam picking up the guitar was very like, like fear almost in a, to be honest. Yes. Um, yeah. So, Karen, I think her name was, wasn't it? Karen. Sorry. Yes, it was. Yeah. And yeah, and she is. <laughs> and again, this is something else that, Obviously, come the end of the episode, this part is resolved. But because of the death of the uh, the son, who would have been Karen's older brother, the dad is finding it very difficult to have a relationship with with his daughter Karen, and it's that's quite heartbreaking for me to see as well. And I'll be honest, it, 
it's it's a hang up that I have. It's a personal thing. So, you know, it's not a dig at Quantum Leap or any other shows that I may be about to mention, but it's it, it's a personal hang up for me. Yeah. I don't want to sit down. If I've got time to sit down and watch something on television, if I've got free time to sit down and watch watch a show, I understand that, you know, the premise of all dramas and premise of all stories and so on is, you know, the uh, there's 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 issues that the the hero of the piece, I suppose, has to overcome. If there's no issues, then there's no story, I suppose. However, I mean, it, it, here in the UK, for, you know, we, we've we've got Casualty, we've got Holby City. I cannot watch those shows because it's dealing with people dying and kids dying and all this sort of stuff. And it is since I've had kids myself, it's completely changed my outlook on what I watch. I really struggle to get through programs about that kind of thing. So when I'm watching this episode of quantum leap here that I don't remember in the slightest. I think maybe I must've seen it. Well, I, I know I have seen it previously, but I'm, I'm thinking it must've been a real minimal amount of times when I'm watching this, I've got similar kind of vibes to it in the way, not, not in the way that it's a similar program, but my own personal sort of feelings towards it as I do when an episode of casualty or Holby city comes on or a soap opera comes on like EastEnders or Hollyoaks and, a child dies there and you've got to watch everyone be upset and, and dealing with that, that horrific, that, that, that horrific happening in their lives. I appreciate it goes on and I know it happens in real life and it, it's horrific for anyone who has to in, be involved in that scenario. But from my personal standpoint, if I've got an hour three to watch a bit of television, I don't want to watch something that's going to upset me, potentially make me cry, make me feel really down, which I, I kind of got from this episode of Quantum Leap, really. Does that make sense? Or have I sort of garbage that kind of explanation? No, it makes sense. Um, you you know, it depends how you look at TV or entertainment. If you just want something to sort of uh, pass the time and, you know, maybe chuckle at and then turn it off and maybe not go fully invested in the story or anything, just something on just to pass half an hour here or 45 minutes there. Um, I understand that. So you, you don't want something that heavy because the story in this is very heavy. Like you said, dealing with a you know, a young man who was meant to be going off to college. Um, and also obviously it's, you know, the dad is, you know, distances himself, not only from the daughter, but from his wife, which is causing problems in the marriage. The daughter thinks the father doesn't, um, you know, love her and all that kind of stuff. And so it's, uh, he's like, you know, breaking other relationships because he's trying to deal. He ha- he can't deal. It's almost like he's on autopilot, actually, as much as a bit of a dicky that he is. Um, he's kind of an autopilot. Everybody else seems to have not moved on, but has managed to deal with it and is starting to pick up the pieces in, because it's been about a year, I think, hasn't it, since he's passed? Yeah, since, yeah. yeah. Um, so everybody else is kind of getting on with life. They, they haven't forgot him. They're still upset about it, but he is really angry and and just shutting himself off, basically. Yeah, totally. And that's, you know, the way you sort of, we've covered that first few minutes of our show here. It kind of gives us sort of precursors to what the whole episode is about. Sam has leapt into the uh, 2nd of February, 1974. He is the rabbi at a bar mitzvah when he first arrives. And I mean, he's leapt into somebody called David, that David is the person he has leapt into the rabbi David. And David's brother is uh, Joe, who is married to Irene, who have lost their son and they have their daughter, Karen. And, 
because Joe is so, as you brilliantly put it, Benny, so distant and kind of on autopilot, he's almost like a robot, isn't he? Where he's kind of shutting himself down, I guess. He's he's yeah. dealing with it that way, I suppose. Or, or if he's dealing with it at all, I suppose. But that kind of leads to Irene having an affair. Uh, I believe Al says in roughly 36 hours time. And this affair gets found out about and splits the family up and everyone goes on to live miserable horrible lives so al is there uh, sorry sam is there to make sure that that does not occur i mean i think i've covered everything there haven't i i think so yeah um you know yeah like i said the way it it sort of um comes out as well like i'd forgotten how i remember it happening as I was going through, but I genuinely, it was almost like a who's done it. I know it's going to happen at some point, but I couldn't remember. And then it was only a first scene between, um, is it Bert and um, Irene? And I was like, he seems all right. I didn't even, even fathom to begin with. He seemed a bit smug because, because I'm an author. But other than that, I was a bit like, I, I, I thought there was an affair in this episode. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is all about just dealing with the death of the, um, their son, you know? So mm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's quite an interesting character, this this Bert, isn't he? Especially from the viewpoint of, uh, we can't remember the episode. So it's almost like we're watching, it would almost be like if I was showing this episode to, like, say, one of my kids or a family member or someone who've not seen it before. I kind of ended up watching it in that way because I couldn't remember anything about it. Yeah, And you're right, Bert does turn up quite early on, but it almost feels like he is just, I suppose, to, to use the television or, or film term, it's almost like he's just an extra in the background. And he has a brief scene out while she's, uh, you know, um, putting out cookies, whatever she was doing at this uh, bake sale. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, they have a brief interaction. And you do kind of think, after their interaction, and it, the, it coincides with Al explaining what's going on uh, and what's going to happen and so on. So you kind of think, okay, well, is that guy there because of that? But then he disappears. And we're kind of led to believe especially for the first maybe quarter or a third of the episode that it ends up being Daniel, the Joe's brother who Sam has leapt into. Yeah. It, it, who, it seems like it's pointing towards Sam. Or yeah. Daniel. So yeah, I, that's why I was literally thrown by the whole like story. So I remember that I, honestly, I was like that adamant that there's an affair or something. Cause obviously they mentioned it now, obviously at this point I'm like, I honestly cannot remember who it's meant to be. And like I said, all signs are pointing towards Sam. And even, I think even Sam and Al at one point are like, yeah, we think it's, you know, we think it's me. So I'm not yeah. going to do it. <laughs> basically. Well, this is the thing. I, I just, I, I thought to myself, if, because again, forgetting about the whole Bert character and he is somebody else who, you know, is sort of, for want of a better term, sniffing around Irene, I guess. I'm thinking, well, okay, why don't you just, this is this is going to be quite an easy leap surely just don't sleep with her <laughs> we also I mean? a couple of episodes where you think it's going to be easy and there's always like a curveball thrown in somewhere isn't there that uh, yeah keeps <laughs> toes, to be fair yeah it's i mean it's, I mean, it's an interesting I, sort of swerve they put in there i guess but we'll come to that i suppose yeah. shortly the whole Bert character and so on in a little bit but, I mean, but uh just because we're mentioning Bert the character there's a i wouldn't say there's a great deal of uh there's nobody in la uh Law and order, by the way. So you can use the sound right now if you want to. But <laughs> there's nobody. Although there is a couple of them that are in a show called LA Law. So whether you want to use it for that, I know it's not the same show, but you know, there aren't many in here that I recognise. Uh, but there is one character who's a very 
I think she has maybe three lines of dialogue in the whole in the whole, and it's her character name is Hannah. I don't even think we learn her name. That's but her she's cast as on the uh, cast list. She's um, cast as Hannah. Uh, her name's uh, Twink Kaplan. I think I pronounced that right. I recognise her. Lady. No, 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 the ginger lady, redhead. Um, okay. She is in uh, Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking Too. If you remember, the, I remember those films from when I was a kid. So. If you remember that film, the kids, the baby's yeah, called John, John Travolta voiced the baby, is that right? No, no, no. John Travolta was in it with Kirsty Alley, is it? And then Yes, okay. Uh, Bruce Willis did the first one with just Mikey. And then the second one is Roseanne, <laughs> the chick from Rose. Is it Rose? I can't remember her actual name. Yeah. Um, and uh, Bruce Willis, uh, still doing the voice of Mikey, like to kind of ah. hearing their internal thoughts or all like their baby it's like they've translated the baby chatter basically I, yes. as a kid yes. i found it hilarious as a kid um as an adult i've not watched it really so i'm have to revisit that but um i wonder if i wonder if now because i'm the same I, I remember watching it as a kid and thinking it was really funny i've not seen it yeah. for years i wonder if now that we're both parents ourselves and we're both much older than we were when we first watched it i wonder if we're going to get different jokes now probably i mean i i get that with the simpsons quite a lot not that i watch Simpsons a great deal anymore but when I was a kid, I loved like Bart Simpson because he caused trouble and skateboard and he was just cool. And when I got, as I got into my teens, into my 19, you know, about 19 years old or whatever, Homer became sort of hilarious because you then realize the tongue in cheek stuff they're doing that kids don't pick up on. But when you're older, because you're an adult and a bit more experienced with life, I guess, or you're in, you know, you're aware of things around you, like whether it's celebrities or um, films or whatever, you get the little inside jokes that kids may mm. not get or the, tongue-in-cheek sort of like sexual innuendo you the kids might not get but you get as an adult or an you know an older adult so um but yeah one i will say yeah so she was in it to be honest mate the rest of them i don't really recognize now that's not to say so the one who played bert actually has done quite a few different things he was in twin peaks uh, right okay is um he's also in twin peaks in 2017 so i'm guessing he was a character in twin peaks in the original um he was in babylon 5 and stuff like that um obviously quantum leap and there was none none really on here uh, the quest he was in that doesn't ring a bell uh, yeah uh so there's a few in there that he did um now terry Hall, uh hano i think that's how you say it. she uh played irene the uh wife i thought i recognized her when i was watching the episode it may be because of this <laughs> to be totally honest with you <laughs> okay um, but she's done shows like six feet under uh mypd blue uh, Chicago Hope. I don't think is that that's the um, hospital one. I think not that I've really watched it. LA Law, which I mentioned earlier, um, mm-hmm. and that, you know, there's nothing. I mean, she's done loads. Matlock. She did a show called Heartbeat, but I don't think it's the British one that we're aware of. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think it's okay. that. I was a bit random. I had to look into that. Uh, she was in Press, sorry, Prince of Bel Air TV movie, uh, 1986. I don't never seen that. I thought it was a Fresh Prince. I to will admit when I looked at it earlier. The husband, he looked familiar, but again, I may have seen him in one of these. And I think there was a show on here that you watch. Is it Cold Case? Yeah, yeah, I've seen Cold yeah, Case. He, yeah. was, he was in Cold Case. And doesn't say what series. Um, the episode's called Free Love. That's all I know. Uh, so okay. I thought maybe you may have recognized him from that. But he was well, in again, with, with Cold Case, it's that kind of thing that you've got the, the main sort of couple of detectives. And they're investigating a cold case, hence the name. Of course, yeah, yeah. And the people they're talking to are, you know, involved in whatever it was 
20, 30 years ago and so on. So each episode, similar to Quantum Leap in a way, I guess, each episode has a different cast Cast, because they're, yeah. So you may get people popping up for one episode of Cold Case and they may have, I don't know, killed somebody off 35 years ago and they're just getting Uh, killed or something like that, you know? Uh, He was in Charmed as well for an episode, the original Charmed, not the one that was remade about four or five years ago. Okay. Uh, CSI, uh, Crime Scene Investigation, the, the original. So it's now known as Vegas. Um, it was just known as CSI before. Uh, ER, he was in. That's a freaking show. In 2000, I didn't know ER was still going in 2002. I thought it had finished by then. I'm going to have to look into that. I've got um, no idea. I know it ran for a long, long time. My mum loved it. She absolutely loved it. Um, here's a blast from the past. And I, you probably haven't watched it like me, but you're aware of it because it was. And it didn't last for many seasons, I don't think. Ali McBeal, he was in. It was a freaking massive okay. time. Murder, she wrote as well. Oh, oh, I lied. We have, we have one. Law and Order. He was in Law and Order. You can fantastic. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> he was also in LA Law as well, which is what I wanted to spend. Uh, we've already done her now. Jill Jacobson. I said to you, didn't I? I thought I recognised her well, last week. I said I think I recognised her from this picture with her and Sam stood together. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I, she, she she looks. She got a profile from when she was younger. For some, maybe, it must be an actress that was maybe in Scrubs or something. And I, she looked very similar, apart from the hairstyle. Uh, maybe it's the bone structure. I don't know. Um, and I was looking through her um, list of uh, shows. Um, and again, I may have seen her in this, but I've only seen sporadic episodes in Star Trek Deep Space Nine uh, okay. in 1996. Um, she was actually in the film Uncle Buck, so maybe it's that. Uh, oh no, there's an Uncle Buck TV series. Sorry, I beg your pardon. I thought it was just a film, so I didn't see Is that. Is there? Yeah, apparently so. It says it says Uncle Buck TV series. The pilot was in 1990. She she was no <laughs> touring douche. <laughs> Duche, <probably. laughs> um, was it um, just the pilot then? Did it get picked up for? I don't know. It says a pilot. I'm gonna have to look into it. Uh, where is it gone? I've lost it now. I mean, I'm scrolling down. Um, I didn't. I thought it was the film, mate. So I glanced through it earlier, and I just thought it was the film because you see it, and you just think, oh. It's the film. Yeah. Didn't even know it was a thing. Now, here's one I didn't know. Now, this character, um, do you remember? So, after they do the bar mitzvah, they have a bit of a reception, don't they? Like a party, some food, and stuff like that. Yep. The singer on stage, uh, her name is Patty Pivar, I think. That's how you pronounce it. She was one of the original Charlie's Angels. Oh, wow. Okay. So, she was Daphne in Charlie's Angels. So, I thought, not that I've ever watched it, but it's a bloody big show, obviously. So, she's a singer on stage, mate, singing at this uh, bar mitzvah party. And she was uh, Daphne in Charlie's Angels. So, yeah, I, I, like, the, I like the little find of uh, just, you know, finding somebody who's in a big show that was yes. maybe like a small part in, a, in another show, you know. And we have that quite a lot, obviously, with Quantum Leap later on, like we've already, we've already mentioned in the past, of like Jennifer Aniston making an appearance in it. Neil Patrick Harris is in Quantum Leap as well in an episode later on. So, I mean, we'll probably come across a lot more because, again, I've got older and watched TV shows and you start mm. recognising people, don't you? And you go, oh, bloody hell, that's... Uh... Like, I remember seeing uh, one of the Bond films and uh, Gerald Butler walks into shock, hands something to one of the things, says one line of dialogue and walks back out again. I'm like, bloody hell, that's <laughs> right. Gerald Butler, he's a Bond film. What's going on, you know? So, yeah. yeah, I mean, you said, you, you, you sort of prefix this segment of the show, you, you, your sort of tropes and so on as you haven't got much this week. But I think you found a load of gold there, mate. Well, yeah, it felt like, didn't feel like a lot, but then, um, you know, sometimes you just find little, like, I was like, oh, the singer. And I was like, and she's listed in the actual main sort of um, 
uh, says Pap, you know, Petit Pavar, I think that's how you say it, as singer. And I was like, that's a bit weird that she's listed because not disrespect or anything, because it's like a background character, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's a lot of people in this episode in like the, the reception hall and all that kind of stuff that aren't mentioned in terms of the credits. So I was like, why are they listed the singer? And then I was like, oh, Charlie's Angels. That's a bit, that's a bit random. <laughs> like, the, the, so she's gone on to do, you know, a fairly big show. And obviously, it, you know, it's been rebooted a few times, hasn't it, in terms of films? Mm. Uh, yeah, definitely. No, that is quite a fine Yeah, Brilliant stuff. Um, the, the main characters, though, I guess, aren't they? The ones that are the, the centerpieces of this are literally just the family and Bert. They're the ones that are regularly seen on the screen and influence everything we're going to discuss, I guess. And I mean, I've been calling him Danny all all episodes so far. That's incorrect. Sam has leapt into into the character of David. Danny is the the brother That's for the Karen who passed away. So just to uh, correct myself close, there, close enough. <laughs> yeah, close. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> all the way through the episode, you're getting these kind of moments that hint at the hurts the family is going through. Uh, and more and more things are revealed as we go along. For example, they, they they want to discuss setting the headstone. I mean, he's, it feels like he feels like Danny's been dead a short time, but we do find out later in the episode it has been nearly a year. And they're, they're talking about setting the headstone, still yeah. not been done yet. But Joe doesn't even want to discuss it; doesn't want to open up about it, anything like that. And it's that kind of, I, I suppose, that kind of not conflict isn't potentially the right word, but that kind of abrasiveness from 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 between the two between the couple where the, the irene is saying let's move on and not forget but let's let's try and piece our lives back together but joe is so distraught that he, he has lost his son he cannot move on he he is literally just in a lull he's stuck where he is kind of thing isn't he benny he's just i think the best way i can say it, i think is he's literally just stopped he's mm. as far as he's concerned his son's died yesterday and every day he wakes up, his son has still died yesterday, even though it's been a year, just under a year or whatever. Um, everybody else is sort of like, as I said at the beginning of the show, is kind of coming out the other side of it. You, ne- you never, well, I've lost loved ones. I'm sure you have as well. And I'm sure many people who listen have, but you never get over it. You just kind of take it on your shoulders and you learn to live with it. And, you know, you have, and it, days become easier as they, the longer they are. So, but he is literally just like shoved the handbrake on and gone, I'm not moving from this spot. And he's mm. angry at himself, the world. I think he's angry at his other half. Cause we learned that she let him go on this. Was it a boat trip or something or a trip of some kind? And that's what he ended up dying in an accident. The mother he was going to go, um, backpacking, wasn't he? Was it around Europe? They were heading out him and a friend. It was like they were going to, yeah, but they went to some, uh, I can't remember if it was some event or something now. <laughs> and the, the plane crashed on the way anyway. Didn't oh, that's it. it. Oh, uh, okay. What, what right, killed okay. Them, yes. I'm thinking of something else now. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's the one, Irene, the mum, is the one who argued for their son going. So she has the guilt of, I suppose, Joe, the dad, didn't want them to go. Irene argued the case for danny the son who passed away so she's got this extra sort of burden upon herself in that if she had gone along with what her husband was thinking then it wouldn't have happened and then of course the husband he has this kind of resentment towards his wife because deep down he's kind of thinking the same whether he acknowledges it or not he's also kind of thinking she she pushed for him to go so he went and that's what's happened and there's all these kind of 
I suppose subconscious on subconscious levels, there's all these kind of uh, undealt with aspects and your conversations that haven't been had that are kind of causing this family to literally stall in the position they're in, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I can't really put any. Uh, <laughs> I can't really put any better, to be honest, mate. So um, yeah, nailed it. Okay, cheers. We mentioned the guitar part earlier on, and and that was really telling as well. I think because it's it's horrific what Irene and Joe are going through. Of course, it is. But then you've got this young girl, Karen, who was Danny's younger sister, and she's in limbo as well because her life is still happening. I and mean, we start off at her bar mitzvah for crying out loud. Her life is still happening. Her life is still, you know, she's still going through kind of, uh, I suppose, big occasions in her young life. A bar mitzvah is a in uh, I believe is the sort of you become an adult. Yes, that's right. Yeah, you're recognised yeah. as an adult within the uh, the Jewish community. So yes, you know, so it's, it's a big it's, deal. It's, it's a, a big, big deal. deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. But th- there's still this kind of. I mean, uh, Joe won't dance with his wife at the bar mitzvah celebration or anything like that. So it's affecting everything. And this this poor girl Karen is kind of stuck because she wants she wants her dad's love of course but her dad is as we've said shutting down completely and he's not it's not an intentional thing but it's kind of a a sort of repercussion of, of what he's going through i suppose a side effect of what he's going through in that karen isn't she's almost being ignored i guess benny would that would that be right um he is there are scenes we see and he's definitely saying as little as possible or there's a moment about Maybe um, I think there's a scene where uh, the daughter wants to maybe uh, uh, play a board game with Karen and he goes, oh, no, I need to go and get fuel because there's a fuel crisis going on as well. Yes. Um, So he does anything. And even in the car with Sam, he's like very much thinking about the good old days and almost like, again, he's almost trying to, I don't know what he's, well, he's basically hiding from the truth is the, is the short and skinny of it. But um, like I said earlier, he's basically just stopped and he's basically just going through the motions of life. He's not living. He's just going through the motions really. Um, and he's pushing his wife away because he blames her for, you know, go, letting the son go on the trip and everything. And the daughter's like, I don't know whether he's intentionally, like you said, doing it for towards the daughter, but as a spin off of it, he's barely even acknowledging his own daughter really. And he's got a very short fuse on him, hasn't he as well mm. so, with everything. So yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, everything, a- it's like everything's an irritation to him. Basically. I feel yeah. like he's so. Yeah. That's a really good point. Uh, and we find out as well with regards to fetching the gas, <laughs> he doesn't want to queue up in the morning again. Cause you mentioned about the, the gas crisis, the, ga- the gas shortage and so on. So he's going the, the, the night before to fill up the tank. The daughter wants to go and he says, no, so Sam goes along instead. And whilst they're sat in the car chatting, Joe turns around and says he is thinking about having an affair. Now that came as a bolt out of the blue for me because I'm looking at it as it's Irene who's being pushed away. And th- this guy, Bert, or potentially Sam's character, is there waiting with open arms. But then out of the blue, Joe in the car says he's thinking about having an affair. That really surprised me. Yeah, that took me by surprise like i mean again you've put it perfectly so i didn't it wasn't even on my radar that he might even be thinking that and obviously no. it was like well where did that come from and he, and he even has a bit of resentment to uh to sam his brother um is it david you said um so yes. he even like towards him like the oh you're the perfect brother because you're a rabbi and all this like stuff um so 
he's very much in the mind of like the world's hurt him and now the world's against him, I think is probably the best mm. way of saying it. He's angry at everything, isn't he? It seems he's, he's angry and uh, I suppose he's angry at himself. He's disappointed in, in everything around him. It's he's in a very dark place. I think Joe, like I said, I can't say any other way, really. He's just, he shuts himself off to everybody. And like I said, I think even like a slight noise would irritate him. You know, everything's like an inconvenience or I don't know. Um, as you said, very much, um, just very bitter about the whole thing. Like you said, everybody else is kind of trying to move on with their lives. And it has been a good year since it's happened. Again, like I said earlier, you don't necessarily get over these things. You just learn to live with them. And he has, but he is, I feel like honestly, he is, I mean, he won't even put a headstone. I think Paul, I think for me looking at when he says he doesn't want to talk about putting a headstone on the, uh, on this, on his son's grave. I feel like it's almost like a denial thing. Like if you, if I put this, if we do this headstone, I then have to, it's real, you know, if that makes any sense. Like I have yeah. to know my son's dead. Um, and even though he knows the son's dead, he's not pretending he's alive by any stretch, but I think by putting the headstone on, it finalizes that, uh, you know, the death of his son from his point of view, I think. No, no, I think you're spot on there, mate. I think you're absolutely spot on the money. It's literally like the final acknowledgement that this has happened. I guess it is. Yeah. I think, I think you're really onto something there. Yeah, I was going to say the final nail in the coffin, but it seemed a bit, Yes, yes, stick clear of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we get a, a little bit of gold here from Al, who, yeah, I mean, Al's around, obviously, but he's not massively influential in this episode, I guess. He helps Sam out with some of the more, uh, shall we say, uh, uh, the Jewish traditions with certain dancing. Oh, that certain... was funny when he was doing the dance for Sam in that, and then gold shoes he's got on as well, and that suit, man. Honestly, yeah, that, was it was it like I, a brown suit and a gold tie gold, and gold shoes? Gold shoes, yeah, really like, oh, like just like gold. I think they were like sparkly type gold as well. <laughs> so like that yeah. sort of like <laughs> that that did make me chuckle when that first happened. Of course, we don't know any of the, this other stuff of that in that particular moment. So it's all a bit of fun, and Sam has to dance, and he just looks awkward. And Al just t- picks up in his stride, and he's just going for it. And obviously, nobody can see him, but either way, it's still uh, it's still quite funny. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, he's, he's there to assist with some of the more... Apparently, one of his ex-wives was Jewish. You know, of course. Of course, <laughs> she, of course she was. I bet Al's had every single religion uh, wife going. Yeah. <laughs> I felt Al was... Like in previous episodes, we've discussed it. We feel like Al sometimes... I've even said it. Al felt, felt useless in certain episodes. In this episode, although he's not in it, like, a great deal... He's in it in the right places. So for once, he's not he's not there just because um, he seems to be there at the right moment, dropping the right information. And um, I mean, obviously, Sam dropping in and saying, Oi vey, I'm the rabbi was hilarious when it started. Mm. But um, for once, I think Al was used to a T, like, you know, in this episode, I feel. Yeah, okay. I mean, I- I'm thinking that he wasn't... I mean, he was, he was there, but what did he... Barring the, 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 the sort of helping out with the the Jewish aspect uh, at the start that Sam found very confusing, what did he really? He offered moral support, but I don't really think there was much more he could do in this scenario. I mean, there's not technically. There's not. I mean, Al can provide information and help him locate somebody and stuff like that. But in terms of like this, it's a very complex. I mean, they're all complex issues to a degree, especially when mm. he you know color of truth and stuff, but. This is not only dealing with the possibility of 
obviously so at the top of the episode, somebody cheating or being, you know, feeling uh, not wanted because the husband is basically pushing her away um, uh, and blames her, like we said, for the death of Danny. Um, so it's just like, what more can, it's a very, like I said, it's very complex, really. You got, you know, a, but if you look at it, you've got a wife who doesn't feel loved. You've got a father who's lost his son and feels like the world's against him. You've got a daughter who doesn't think her dad loves her. Uh, brother, a.k.a. Sam, trying to hold them together, but the brother gets jealous because he hugs the wife or consoles the wife. And, you know, do you know what I mean? No matter where you turn with this, somebody is upset. <laughs> a bit like real life, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> so, Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's very... It is quite a it is quite a dark episode, but not even just dark as a subject matter. It's quite a dark episode, as in there's not much to smile about. And again, you can't be you can't be smiling, laughing, and chuckling all the way through an episode about a family about to break up. Of course not. Of course. However, for me, it's just it's a bit too down on itself. I mean, on the face of this episode, if you read the the thing and see the episode, in you know, you think without really going, we're obviously we're analysing it for a podcast, so. But the more you zoom in on this, there's a lot more going on than you um, maybe initially think of just by looking at it. Because if you look mm. at the description of the the, the episode, it, okay, bog standard episode type thing. But actually, you know, like I said, there's a lot more going on um, within this family, and uh, you know the way all these individual characters feel about the other, and you know, and <laughs> how they're dealing with things. Because not only are they dealing with the loss of a family member, they're now having to deal with each other. Because they're both, they're all upset and sad that he's gone, but they also also need each other. But one of them doesn't see that. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. Shall we talk about Bert for a moment? He can do. This guy, we we mentioned he popped up at the very beginning of the episode at the bar mitzvah uh, and so on. And I felt he was just like an extra. Didn't pay much attention to him. He becomes a little bit more prominent then as the episode goes on. We hear of well basically basically sam as the rabbi is took outside to speak to a, a lady who wishes to confide in her rabbi and she confesses that she had an affair with bert who approached her in a moment of i suppose moment of weakness moment of sadness and i'm quoting from the show this lady lost her father and Bert apparently arrived saying all the right things and she slept with Bert. Now Bert is working on the premise of the fact that he's writing a book that he claims is about dealing with the loss of a loved one. And he wants Irene to have her own chapter or own section of the book or however it may well be and wishes Irene to talk through her problems with him for the book but on the premise that Irene may find it helpful to her to have somebody to talk to about it. Yeah. This guy is a dirtbag, isn't he? A hundred percent. I mean, I obviously I know where you're going with it. So like, I mean, as I said before, we didn't necessarily pick up straight away because he's very much like a in and out sort of hello. I'm, but I'm, I've, I do this, I do that. Okay. Bye-bye. And we don't see him for a while, but yeah, he's a dirtbag. He's basically, he is writing a book. He's not lying about that. But he's writing about how, well, lack of a better way of saying it, I think. I know he doesn't call it that, but he's basically writing a book on how to seduce women when they and how they act when they're vulnerable and basically and when they've lost somebody. And he's going around telling everybody that he's a widower. Yes. We find out later on that he's not a widower. Um, and he's basically doing research for a book so that he, in his head, 
<laughs> what he's doing is absolutely fine because it's research and i'm using air quotes here um research <laughs> it's just like <laughs> uh so yeah a bit of a uh, slime ball really a dog i was going to say i know that's a that's insulting to dogs a slime mm. ball um using people's women obviously um when they feel lost or you know when they've lost somebody and they feel like life's you know bad basically as we've already discussed in this episode um, and he's using that insecurity or the f- whatever it is the feeling of loss uh to his advantage to write a chapter and freaking lack of a better way of saying it so i get in his end away yeah yeah you're spot on you're spot on and i mean the guy is just an absolute rat bastard let's be honest but yeah he's a prick the, basically he is, mate. He's a prick. at the time we're, we're not we're still not 100 percent convinced who is going to be i suppose the object of irene's affections we still have an inkling that it might be uh the, the rabbi that sam has leapt into but then this Bert character, we're finding out a bit more about, and we start thinking, okay, he's up to something here as well. Uh, Sam and Al are still working on the premise that it's going to be the rabbi who is, you know, uh, who has the affair with Irene. So Sam has obviously then come to the same conclusion as, as you and I, Benny. Just don't sleep with her. Job's done. But yeah, yeah. the issue they have is when Sam leaps back out, how do they know the affair isn't going to happen after of Sam course, has left? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, and very accurately, they decide they need to rekindle the the spark in the marriage between Joe and Irene. They need, they need to sort of uh, fire back up the love between this this couple, so that there is no risk of a potential affair after Sam has left the situation. So Sam suggests they go down to is it a lake house? They describe it as uh, yeah, a beach house. I think it's why the beach isn't beach it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But Sam suggests that they go down there. They had some great times there in the past, we find out. Uh, so they, they organise it as a bit of a surprise for Joe when he gets in the one night. But Joe says he doesn't want to go. He's got no interest at all. And no, he's, he's, brought, he's, he's brought work home, hasn't he? As, yeah, as, yeah. And Irene even says, and this is where my heart breaks for Irene, really, because like you said, Benny, he says he's got work to do. Irene says, well, bring the work with you. We can, you, you can do it at the beach house and, and all this. And they, you can see her really trying and he's just broken down. He's, he's just been destroyed by this loss in his family. And Irene says that Joe should listen to David, who is the rabbi that Sam has stepped into. He knows what they need. So Joe says, and again, this is a quote from the show. Maybe you should have married David then, which yeah. of course causes a big, a big issue. Uh, Irene grabs her gear shoots off out of the house, goes to the beach house alone. <sighs> and then the bit that really breaks my heart is that young Karen then speaks to Sam and says that she wishes that her mum had married David too. Yeah, it's reinforcing that. Yeah. that Because um, at this point, we still don't know really that it's uh, Bert, obviously. Um, so it's kind of reinforcing that, like, it could be uh, Sam, a.k.a. the brother. So... Um, you know, it's reinforcing that, oh, the wife listens, they've had a bit of a hug and he's consoled her and he's just hugging her as a friend, as a brother-in-law, you know, just trying to help her through this difficult time, Sam. And then the daughter's now saying, I wish you and my dad and stuff like that. And it's just like, holy crap. It's pointing all towards it being the brother of Joe, basically, who Sam's leapt into. Um, and it's not until we cut back to the, later on, to the, um, the beach house, sorry, that, uh, 
what the fuck, Bert's here? What the, where, where did this guy come from? Like all of a yeah. sudden, and all of a sudden it goes, it's bloody him. It ain't Sam at yes. all. Um, and it does that typical thing, by the way, side, which you probably noticed of, um, you know, uh, Sam arrives there to stop it, which is brilliant. Uh, kicks Bert out. Bert's dealt with very quickly after he's tried it on and Sam comes in and breaks it up essentially. And then Sam's like hugging her saying she almost did something stupid and he's, she hugs her and the brother turns up and it's like, Oh, so you're after my wife now. And it's like, for God's sake, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, there's two things that frustrated me there. Um, the timing of it all, obviously the timing is done to make for the TV show to work. So we can kind of overlook that a, a bit, but I agree with you, Benny It is a case of oh, for crying out loud. But also, why is Bert at the beach house? Do you know what I mean? It's that thing of Irene's had a paddy, jumped in her car, and I'm, I'm, I'm not criticizing her here, rightfully so. Her husband's been uh, very unreasonable, but she's buggered off to the beach house on her own. And Bert's turned up there. So I think he lives, I think he lives near there. Um, okay, so has he seen, seen her arrive then? I think so. I think that was the gist of it. She hasn't necessarily invited him, or maybe she did. I don't know. I don't think that's really clarified, is it? No, uh, but that's the thing that got me. It was like Sam arrives at, you know, basically Sam has a hunch that Bert's going to go. And so Sam treks to the beach house himself. And Joe is going because he thinks that the rabbi is heading there to meet his wife. But in actual fact, the, yeah, rab- yeah, the rabbi is going there to stop his wife with this Bert character. Now, all that fully, I fully understand. I understand why the why joe is there i understand his motivations whether they're you know incorrect or not whatever i understand his motivations why he's traveling to the beach house and so on i understand why irene is there obviously i understand why sam is arriving there bert was the one that i was a bit like okay you open the door and there's bert it's like you couldn't quite what, why, yeah oh. i couldn't yeah i couldn't yeah i couldn't quite get my own head around how he is fitted into that scenario and being there at that moment if that makes sense yeah yeah no i understand yeah i think irene does say something along the lines of uh bert lives nearby or um we're looking at his because she doesn't acknowledge the fact that they've had a bit of a well he's kissing her and she's like no but she she kind of started to be honest i felt a bit uncomfortable watching it because she's kind of saying no and it almost feels like if sam hadn't walked in it's almost like he's forced well he is forcing himself on her but it felt like it was about to go a different direction altogether in a sense of she's kind of reciprocating the kiss, but not really. Mm. Um, so it's a bit of like, and it, it's a bit uncomfortable to be honest <laughs> to watch. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Him arriving. I think he's supposed to live somewhere near. So he saw her arrive maybe. So he's pouncing on her like a bloody lioness in the freaking South African freaking jungle or something. But it's just, um, <laughs> Yeah, I can see why you think where the hell did you come from? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean the the term and again this is directly from the show, the, the term emotional rape is thrown around here as well, isn't it? It was kind of yeah, straight yeah, to me a little that's bit. That's a good way of putting it actually. So that's potentially one way. As you said, Bert's dealt with quite quickly. As soon as Sam points out that he's not a widower, he is just doing this book, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh Bert leaves, and as you said, <laughs> Joe arrives. And Al's yelling, Sam, let him hit you. Well, he hits him the first time, didn't he? And he's like, you're my wife. And boom, like clocks him one. And Sam's like, let him hit you. Because obviously he still cares. Basically, is the gist of it. And yes. it's just like, and Sam's like, what? And then he gets clocked again. <laughs> Which is quite funny, to be honest. But Joe looks like he can handle himself, mind. He does, mind. But at the moment, all we've seen of Joe really is this shell of a man walking around. Mm. 
all of a sudden the blood's pumping and he's angry and he's obviously jealous because he thinks um, his wife is, or he's trying to move in on his on, on his missus, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, when we, uh, Al here cracks me up. You know, Sam, he hit you, he exclaims at first. And then he goes, that's great. <laughs> and Sam's like, is it? And as you explained, Ben, it's because he's showing the passion at last, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> Showing he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Showing he's still got something to him, at least, you know. Uh, and eventually, Sam was able to calm it, the situation down, convince Joe that it wasn't true. Joe finally breaks down and, and starts talking about his emotions and, and the, the sadness and the grief he's feeling and so on. So Irene is there to, to sort of help her husband, which is the first occasion in the show. I think, okay, that's nice, but it's over something incredibly sad again. Al then, this is what I love, and I hate when Quantum Leap doesn't do this, but Al ties up a few loose ends for us as to what happens in the future. And Al explains that Bert's book now, in the new timeline, never gets published because Irene is the one who blows the whistle about his research and how how he's conducting his research and so on. And that Irene and Joe write a book themselves and it helps many parents deal with the loss of a child. So that was, that, that was a nice touch, I think. Yeah. It was uh, a nice little segue into how they deal with it. And, uh, you know, yeah. move on. um, obviously like this is one of those ones where Sam doesn't leap straight away and you think, Oh yeah, happy ending. Good. Um, but they actually have to deal with Sam stays. I, I don't know how much longer he stays for obviously, but, um, obviously as you know, he stays and, they do the headstone and have like a proper service for this for the son, and Sam convinces uh, convinces Joe to speak to his daughter Karen in a sense of <clears throat> give her a hug and let her know that you actually love her and care about her. Basically, so you know it fixes the marriage and the family in a sense, doesn't it? Really, um, mm. yeah. So they all benefit from it. Yeah, but uh, I don't know what Bert did for the rest of his life. Probably tried to do the same thing over and over again. Um, we don't hear much about him. <laughs> I like, I like to think that because of the time we're in, we're in the seventies, and obviously in the eighties, you know, STDs exploded and so on. I like to think that he was such a dirtbag, he caught something, and then that kind of, you know, <laughs> saw him off. You know, okay, Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's what I like to think. Anyway, fuck you, Bert. You know, <laughs> you get fuck you, Bert, on a t-shirt, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you're right. That's it. That's it, Sam. Sam leaps at this point, and that's the end of the episode. I mean, we will come to what happens as Sam leaps in a moment because there's a few things we need to uh, address before next week's episode. But we should look at our oh boys and our caca moments. Benny, what, what have you got for us, mate? Uh, to be honest, um, there aren't many, are there, really, in this because of the context in terms of oh boys, at least. And the context of um, the uh, the show, um, uh-huh. but so Al um, too. Really, we've already mentioned them, but Al dancing in them freaking gold shoes, as I said at the bar mitzvah, that yep. was quite funny to see. Um, when Sam gets punched in the face, you've already mentioned it. Um, he hit me. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and he just, <laughs> yeah. and it's funny, and it's a nice bit of humour in it, and it's been quite a tense. Uh, show up to this point really there's been a few moments funny but not really over the top but those two are the ones that stand out to me and my old boys at least anyway oh boy yeah 
Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. My old boy is Al as well, actually. He has a line where, effectively, he's giving advice to Sam about marriages and relationships and so on. And and Sam kind of looks at him and as if to say, who are you to give advice? Haven't you been married like 96 times or something stupid like that? And <laughs> yeah. Al, Al, Al's response is my old boy of the week. Al's response is, my relationships have all been good. It's just my marriages that weren't, which I thought was fantastic. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, Al, Al tends to deliver the outfits again. I we'll probably have to do a, like a top five outfits if we can think about it going forward, maybe on each season, maybe we'll do that. But yeah, um, um, but yeah no, it's uh, yeah, Al, Al tends to deliver pretty good. Sometimes he can be really cringy though, but these mm. ones were, were good. Um, Kaka moment, I did touch upon it briefly, and it's not so much, you know, it's not like a continuity error or an, an error, sorry, continuity error, sorry. Or anything like that. It, it, these, I know it's part of the story, but the, like I already mentioned it just a moment ago, and it was—I've already mentioned it—and uh, it's not like an error or anything like that. Um, you know, like a shadow, or you know, all that kind of stuff. Like we, sometimes we talk about, but um, it just how I felt. It made me feel uncomfortable when Bert starts kissing Irene, and it kind of the whole situation is—I don't feel like it's reciprocated, as I've already said, by mm. her as much, and it almost feels like she's almost too polite to say no. I don't know. Something doesn't feel right about it and it just felt awkward to watch. Um, so that's probably my only real one off the top of my head I can think of really. Um, just how it made me yeah. feel more than a, an actual error in the show. Went a little caca. Yeah, no, I get you, mate. I get you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, Bert is the sort of person to me that, you know, like the sort of the clubbing scene many, many years later after this and you know, when we were growing up, uh, I suppose it still goes on now to a degree. Bert's the type of person, if he was around now, he'd be dropping stuff in girls' drinks. He's that kind of slime. I feel like, yeah, I agree. I feel like he could be. Um, I yeah. bet he have a lech on the old, because uh, it was his 70s. Mm. Um, so di- Disco at some point is going to come in or it has come in. So I can imagine him being that type of person as well. So yeah. that makes perfect sense. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. My... Uh, my caca is is Bert as well, but it's the whole Bert at the. I know we sort of semi explained it, but Bert at the beach house that just kind of threw me just for that moment. But the more I thought about it, the more it threw me. Also, you explained he lives close by. Maybe maybe he saw her or whatever. I, but... I remember them saying something like Irene saying he lived close by when Sam walks in. Right. So, okay. Um, either that, or she's just trying to cover cover for him. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Yeah, but there we go. Okie doke. Uh, out of four, you've Benny. Um, to be honest, I think it's probably going to be a two. Um, maybe a, yeah, I'm going to stick with two. Um, it's not a horrible episode. It's a good story, like you said. Um, I'm going to squeeze it to a two point five, maybe, but I'm going to stick with a two. Um, it isn't one I'm going to be revisiting again anytime soon, which is probably why I don't remember it as well, anyway. Mm. Um, it might be one of those ones that, or maybe just when I was younger. I mean, the story's good. Like I said, the way they've done it and how, what it deals with is really good as usual. Um, but in terms of me going back and watching it again, uh, it is not going to be on, it's not even going to crack my top 10, not even my top 20. I wouldn't have thought episodes. So, mm. yeah, I know where you're coming from, mate. I, I, I think you've been incredibly generous giving it a two. I'm looking at a one. Uh, and if it's not a one, I'm looking at a 0.5. If it's if it doesn't, if it's not a one, I'm I'm going the other way. I'm going down. Well, you can go 0.5. You can go 0.5. I mean, again, the stuff they deal with is interesting, and it's you know it's real life, and it makes sense. But 
all the stuff we've talked about, like I said, it ain't going to be one that I'm going to be revisiting. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's the, the that's the thing. <laughs> it, that's the thing. For me, I, and, and I suppose it, it says a lot. Yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, because I've given other episodes a one on this show so far, I think. Uh, I'll have to look back and check on that. But I'm going to have to go 0.5, because out of all the episodes we've watched so far for the Waiting Room podcast, this is bottom of the list for me. This is the one that I would go back and watch last out of all the ones we've covered so far even that dodgy piece of nonsense in season one where sam was a private eye or the dodgy piece of nonsense in season one with terry hatcher in it i was gonna say i was was gonna bring star crossed up because i feel yeah you give that quite a low score like, i would um, rather watch those than go back and see this wow you hated star (laughs) crossed yeah so i mean for me quantum leap deals with with deep issues it can make you sad at times it make you feel things that maybe other shows don't always do because they don't deal with certain issues but uh, there's always a warm moment uh, and so on this at the end yes the family are all hugging joe tells karen how much he loves her and doesn't want to lose a daughter as well as a son and the family is repaired and then sam leaps but that's literally the last 15 seconds before sam leaps everything else in this episode I was waiting for the warm, fuzzy moment, even just a little one. And it didn't give me that. I, I, I came, it's Quantum Leap. So a, a one or a 0.5 out of five for a Quantum Leap episode is still better than other television I've watched. Don't get me wrong, because I love the show. However, I, I didn't feel happy when I came out of this episode. Even though the family was reunited at the end and Sam had done what he needed to do, I still felt sorry for and sad for that family. And I didn't want to feel that way when the episode finished. So, yeah. That, it, it, this episode made me sad and not made me sad in a constructive think about the sub- subject matter kind of way. It made me just sad. And I didn't like that. Yeah, it didn't have the. Yeah, no, I think you've explained it well. I can't really add to that, to be honest. So, yeah, I probably have been a bit generous with my two, but. You know, <laughs> that's but me. <laughs> Ever looking on the bright side, my friend. <clears throat> so then, next week, and this is where things get a little bit complicated. I mean, Benny and I know what we're doing, but if you're watching along with us, it depends where you're watching along as to what you mm. think is coming. Now, we're not going to dive massively into the details right now because we'll talk about it on next week's recording when we cover the, the next episode. Yeah. But Benny and I noticed something quite odd when I was watching back on the sci-fi channel. When Sam leaps at the end of this episode, he doesn't leap into anyone. You just get more footage of him dancing and, and the words going up. We don't get our, I suppose, our little trailer or our, our, our no, little... Hanger at the end like you normally do. Yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that's strange. And Benny, you noticed this as well. And it turns I, out one, one of our favorite episodes is next, next, but we don't get a trailer for it. Yeah, well, I'm watching it on uh, um, Now TV, which is essentially a Sky or Sci-Fi, whatever you want to call it. But I also okay. have the DVD. So when we started this, I was watching them on DVD. Just for the ease, just for the ease of, um, you know, clicking a button and, you know, rather than connecting a DVD player or, re, you know, reconnecting my Xbox or whatever to the tv i can just press it and go so i'm, yeah. I'm exactly the same i'm exactly i've got the yeah, dvds yeah. but i've recorded it off sci-fi and i can literally just press you know my shows play and it's easier than exactly, getting the bloody yeah. and the dvd player's caked in dust i gotta clean it it's a load of nonsense so i'm totally with you i know where you're coming from yeah, Sorry, you, carry, you, no carry. no it's fine you're gonna have to do it though because um like you said we had no uh cliffhanger which i was like you know as avid 
watchers of the show, as you've pointed out, well, that's a bit weird. I, I was mm. like, I'm pretty sure it's Jimmy next. So I came out of the list of the episode, and this is episode seven, and it goes from episode seven to episode nine. And I went, oh, well, maybe it's a, a typo, because sometimes that happens. Yeah, they might well, sometimes disabled it, you know, whatever. I'm so watching think, it on Virgin Media, and sometimes yeah. my, my Virgin Media box will, will, will just have a bit of a brain fart and, and not record it, a particular yeah, episode. Yeah. So so, uh, these things happen, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not thinking anything untoward at this point. And then I click on, so I click on episode, even though we've done episode seven, which is what we just talked about, I click on episode nine. And I start, when I started watching it, Sai, because I was like, this is a bit weird. And I was like, and now it's showing, not only, it, it's showing clips of Sam doing CPR on a lad. And then it um, le- then he leaps into the next character. I'm like, hang on a minute, why are we missing Jimmy? Um, and I was actually like really um, really annoyed about. It. I'm gonna have to. I just realised I don't have my list. Oh, we're gonna talk about it next week, aren't we? So I don't need to. Yes. Um, so, um, but long story short, because we'll do the rest next week. They have taken Jimmy off because Sam leaps into a, um, a, a Down syndromes, uh, a person who suffers from Down syndromes. Yes. And who has moved back in with his brother, whose brother who spent ages trying to find him, because unfortunately, society at one point used to put these, um, used to treat these people very badly. I don't know. If I, I'm not trying to offend anybody, so I, if I say it wrong, I apologise. I'm not. But I'm no, really, no, you, you, you're absolutely, you're absolutely spot on to my knowledge yeah, so far. I'm yeah, yeah, but I'm frustrated by it because, and it's oh, right. I'm getting into it, mate. I can't. We can't. We're gonna have to do it next week, otherwise I'm gonna end up freaking getting angry. About it. <laughs> yeah, Basically, no problem. If you're watching along with us. You need to find the DVDs. I'm afraid because we're going to be talking about Jimmy next week. But what I can tell, Sky has taken it off because it's got somebody with Down syndromes in it, and they won't play it because of the context of the story that's going on at the time that it was set. Now, mm-hmm. Disney do the same. Th- uh, we're going to take people moan about Peter Pan, the Disney film, the animated one. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some derogatory terms in there. At the beginning of the ep- of the film, it says this does not reflect current day. This was of its time, essentially. Blah blah blah. It's, it's a bit more technical than that. Yeah, but that's basically yeah. the gist of it. Um, my logic is, if you keep taking things out that offended people at some point, or what or not, now is not right, we need to have these shows or whatever to teach people that you can't talk to people in a certain way or treat them in a certain way. And by historians will tell you by knowing our past we can improve our future that's all i'm going to say on it mate otherwise i'm going to take another hour ranting about it <laughs> no worries well we can we can cover a lot of that next week but yes <clears throat> if you are following along which is which is brilliant i know there are people out there who contact us on on twitter and so on who are watching the shows back with us if you are following along via Night tv like benny or if you are following along via a serious link recording off sci-fi channel like, like, like i have or however else along those lines Benny, Benny and I uh, were covering Jimmy next episode because that's the way the, the series ran. It's on the DVDs, mate. So yes, you know, so Sky and so on have decided you know that's not the way it's going to work for them, but that's not how we operate. So we're going to cover Jimmy next week. If I can find a link, or Benny, if you find a link online, we can share that when this episode comes out via the show's Twitter and so on. If people yeah. want to watch there, or sadly. People, you're gonna to have to stump up the money and get the DVDs if you haven't already got them. Otherwise, you're gonna miss out honest, on if, a cracker. If you if you're enjoying the show anyway, I would recommend the DVDs. There was yeah. talk about Blu-rays coming out at one point. I don't think that happened, um, which is a shame because it'd be lush to see that in that you know that Blu-ray quality and that um, you know that upper quality, the 4K and stuff. But yeah, I, I've owned them. Um, I mean, we like. I mean, we, again, we're gonna talk about it next week, but we've already covered shows with dealing with racism and stuff and all these other things. 
So I, I find it really mind-boggling that they've taken it off. Uh, do you know what I mean? Yep. So I, you know, but we'll cover that more next week. <laughs> yes, so. definitely, definitely. Uh, there we go then. So next week, Jimmy is the episode we are looking at. Benny, do you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find you online and what you're up to with regards to your content and your various shows, my friend? Uh, well, because uh, the way it comes out this week is pretty good. So you can follow me on Twitter at Benny Mac, B-E-N-N-Y-M-A-C-K. This comes out on Friday, I believe. So you can um, actually come and hang out on uh, Sunday night, quarter past seven, and, and hang out with uh, me and a few others, watch some uh, wrestling video games and talk wrestling and have a bit of a laugh, to be, to be honest, uh, on uh, Twitch. So anything you want to know I'm doing, I'm involved with, nothing to show and all that kind of stuff. Um is on ben, on Benny Mac on Twitter, B-E-N-N-Y-M-A-C-K. There's a link tree in there and it'll direct you where you need to go, basically, rather than me spouting off five or six different <laughs> URLs. There's one thing there on Twitter page, on my Twitter page, link tree, Benny Mac, and you can find everything that I'm doing on there. Great stuff. Great stuff. You can find me on Twitter at SJP Words or on Facebook. We have SJP, all the shows and info, which is a group there. And again, it's just the main two points of contact, really. All the shows I'm involved in kind of branch off from there. We have the Doctor Who pod. If you want to hear a little bit more about sort of science fiction, time traveling goodness that I do with our good friend, Mr. Dan Griffin. Uh, If wrestling is more your bag, I do Chain Wrestling Live on a Monday night via Radio Tucker's YouTube and Twitch. But the podcast version comes out later in the week with Mr. Mags there. Always a good time had doing that show. And Nitro Nights with our good buddy, Scottish Danny, looking back on WCW one show at a time. But again, if you jump on Twitter and find at SJP Words or on Facebook, SJP, all the shows and info, you get links and all that to all those shows via those two points of contact there. But most importantly... You can find this show all over the bloody place, Facebook, Twitter, uh, you know, a- anywhere really. And it's always a variation of at the waiting room pod underscore at the waiting room pod underscore. Uh, and, you know, the waiting room podcast, a quantum leap podcast and so on. And you will find us. Benny, I've had a great time again, my friend, even though the episode didn't really do it for me, didn't really tick the right boxes for me. It's always good talking Quantum Leap with you, bud. No, I appreciate it, mate. It's good uh, good to catch up, good to crack on. It's always good to chat about the episodes anyway, because you end up sort of diving into the psyches of these characters and what they might be thinking and how these actors play it, really. So it's always good fun, mate. So Yeah, and I'm looking forward to talking Jimmy with you, because when we started this show... Both of us pinpointed Jimmy as one of our favorite episodes, but I've not seen it in a long, long time. So I really hope it holds up. I hope we have a positive episode to discuss next week, mate. I hope so. Even with all the sort of negative that seems to be around it, which I was not aware of until literally watched this last episode. And it was, Mm. it was just like falling into the Bermuda Triangle or something. He's like, where's this gone? So yeah, it should be, it should be an interesting episode next week. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Everyone else. We'll see you next week. Benny, I'll see you next week. That's time to leap out, buddy. Went a little caca. And we are looking at the season two episode. Seven. Episode seven, entitled Thou Shalt Not. 
Uh, her name is Patty Pivar, I think. That's how you pronounce it. She was one of the original Charlie's Angels. So why um, uh, is she one of the original? Yeah, I think that's right. If I read that's wrong, I <laughs> probably have. Um, somebody's screaming at the podcast now, going, "No, you're right." Um, I have to cut this down. Bear with me. Uh, yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh, the fuck. I read that. I read that. I thought Daphne was one of the Charlie's Angels. I got no idea. No, I don't fucking know, mate. To be fair, hang on. Daphne, 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 Daphne. She was in Charlie's Angels. Believe it or not. Um, I, I, I'm under the impression she's one of the Charlie's Angels. Anyway, um, let me look. <laughs> I was happy about. It. I thought that was a nice little find, Charlie's. <laughs> Excuse me. I have to cut all this shit out. Come on, Bing is so shit. Images. Yeah, it's her. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure so. Yeah, we can leave that in. Cut this bit out. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to make sure. Um, so, yeah, anyway. The uh, Burton, um, I've forgotten her name. The, the wife. Sorry, mate. I'm Irene. Thank you. Sorry, <clears throat> I'll do it again. Okay. So yeah, the the, the I've already mentioned it. The caca moment again. It's not a continuity error. Error. A freaking owl. <laughs> not a continuity okay. error. Okay. okay. Let's hang on. Hang on. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe leave that in. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> my caca is. Um, I suppose we should look at our O oh, brothers. No, fuck me. <laughs> I'll, do that. I'll do that again. We should look at our oh boys and our caca moments. Benny, what, what have you got for us, mate? Went a little caca. 